Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review for Friday the 16th of August. I'm Graham Laycock, looking at this week's local news stories from the Surrey Appetiser and Surrey Live. And first look at this week's Surrey news headlines. And commuters face a 2.8% fare increase. Just 40% of ambulances arrive at Surrey's A&Es, handing over patients within 15 minutes. Four Lloyds bank branches to close in Surrey and youths throw rocks off M3 Bridge. Commuters are set to see train fares jump again this January. An analysis shows that some journeys between Surrey and London could rise by more than £100 a year. The retail price index, RPI, was 2.8% in July, which means rail operation operators will be able to increase their prices up to this amount. Uh, this could mean significantly higher costs for commuters based on current season ticket prices. Now, for example, if you bought an annual season ticket from Guildford to London St Pancras today, it would cost £3,812, and with that inflation, it will go up by £107 to £3,919. Uh, Woking to London Waterloo could go up from 3348 to 3442 while one from Rygate to London Terminals could go up from 2832 to 2911 uh, South Western Railway Watch, a campaign group that pushes for improvements for passengers on the network, called for the fare rise to be wrong on so many levels, adding, as a country, we cannot continue to tolerate having to pay such high costs to use our railways. Now, only regulated fares are set to go up by the July RPI figure. This covers about 40% of tickets, including off-peak returns on long journeys, season tickets and any-time fares. Prices on other unregulated tickets like super off-peak and advance are set by the train companies in December. Not all regulated fares will rise by the RPI amount, as train companies can choose to increase some while keeping others the same or even reducing fares on some routes. The RPI amount just caps the maximum increase. The rail fare changes have to be agreed by the body that regulates fares, the Department for Transport in England and the Welsh and Scottish governments. Now, thousands of teenagers across Surrey have beaming after receiving their A-level results, perhaps none more so than Godling College Sam's Tillin. The 19-year-old who lives in Lupuk missed the school term of his second year after developing a brain tumour that was putting pressure on his brain, organs and eyes. He spent his 18th birthday in hospital and after leaving Southampton General following surgery, he contracted appendicitis, meaning a quick return to hospital. However, he's now on his way to study natural sciences at Lancaster University after completing A-levels in maths, physics and biology and AS levels in further maths and chemistry. He also completed an extended project qualification, which is equivalent to an A-level. And Sam said, I wanted to come back to college to prove that the brain tumour didn't make a difference and it didn't get to, to decide whether I completed my exams. The tumour, rather, was benign, meaning it was just one tumour that didn't have the ability to invade neighbouring tissue. And while this meant it was not aggressive, it still posed risks and had to be removed. Sam said he was very tired after the operation, was not up to going into college for a while, but still managed to sit his exams for both math modules in his second year, but had to start a third year to complete the rest. After making a full recovery, he achieved stellar grades, straight A's in all his subjects. 
Uh, now, while many in his situation would feel f- sorry for themselves, Sam maintained a positive mindset throughout and was always keen to return to college to take the remaining exams. And Sam was regularly visited by friends and family, with Gottelman College friends keeping him company in hospital and also when he was recovering at home. Now, patients are waiting up to four hours before admitted to Surrey Hospital's data from ambulance services shown. Eight patients faced waits of more than three hours outside A&E last year, including one patient who waited three hours, 55 minutes, to be handed over at St Peter's Hospital in Chertsey in February 2019. Overall, 1,893 ambulance arrivals at Surrey's A&Es took more than an hour to hand over in 2018-19. This was down from 4,220 in the previous year. Ambulances are supposed to hand over patients within 15 minutes of arriving at A&Es so they can be treated in hospital rather than in the back of an ambulance and the crews can attend their next call. Just 40.4% of ambulance arrivals in Surrey's A&Es were able to hand over patients within 15 minutes in 2018-19. Now, this was a marked improvement from the 26.7% in the previous year. Uh, There's considerable variation between hospitals, though, in terms of the lengths of waits faced by patients. Uh, The Royal Surrey County Hospital in Guildford, where the longest wait was 3 hours 16 minutes, 53.1% of patients are handed over within 15 minutes last year, making it the best-performing Surrey Hospital. East Surrey Hospital figure was 52.4%, while Frimley Park had 41.9%, St Peter's Hospital 34.6%, and Epsom General Hospital, 24.8%. Four Lloyds bank branches across Surrey and Hampshire due to close within the next four months. Lloyds has confirmed that Hawley, Yateley, Cranley and Naphill branches have been announced for closure. Uh, the bank said we have made the difficult decision to close these branches due to the changing ways customers choose to bank with us, which has resulted in branches being used less often. We apologise for any inconvenience this may cause. Customers can continue to access their banking locally by visiting their nearest post office, all of which are less than half a mile from the branch closing, or through our online telephone and mobile banking services. Uh, Now, the closure dates for some of these are Cranley on the 28th of November, Naphill on the 7th of November and Yateley on the 29th of August. A nurse from Feltham has been left traumatised as she said rocks were thrown at her car while she was driving along the M3. Mary Jane Cusa was driving to work at St Peter's Hospital on Saturday the 10th of August around 7pm when her car was hit not once but twice by rocks being thrown from a bridge over the motorway. She said I was driving on the M3 and saw the last bridge and because it was so windy at the time. I was driving 60 to 70 miles an hour then all of a sudden I heard a big bang on my windscreen. I was so scared. I thought it was a bullet initially. The impact on me was like a bullet. I came off the exit of the M3 and joined the M25 to turn round and go home. But on the way back, I was hit again, both ways in the same place. And her vehicle was many, one of many being targeted over the weekend, with at least five other vehicles left with broken windscreens and side windows. Uh, vehicles using the M3 were damaged due to a group of youths throwing rocks from the side of the motorway, a police has said. The police said the incident happened uh, on the M3 around 7.15pm on Saturday evening between Junction 1 at Sunbury and Junction 2 for the M25. Police have since identified a group of three or four suspects as being white males aged 13 to 16 wearing white tops. One of them didn't have a top on. 
that was standing next to the M3 hard shoulder just south of Littleton Lane Road Bridge. Surrey Police issued an appeal for information earlier this week encouraging parents to remind their children how dangerous it is to throw objects from motorway bridges. Now, if you see anyone throwing objects from the bridges, please note down their description, then get in touch with the police as soon as possible. They would like to hear from anyone with any dash cam footage of the incidents in progress or anyone with any other information. If you'd like to call Surrey Police on the non-emergency number 101 or you can call Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800 555 one. A woman has been left incensed and wanting answers from the council and network rail after she slipped on pigeon poo and fell at a pedestrian crossing in Leatherhead. Linda McKenna hit the deck of the Guildford Road crossing while walking home from the town's leisure centre on Monday. A pedestrian crossing is next to the network rail-owned railway bridge that has become well documented as being a hotspot for roosting pigeons with the ground below it becoming heavily littered with mess as a result. Although not having to visit hospital after a fall, 64-year-old said she had been injured in the slip. She said, I'd hurt my hip and my arm and I don't know of any long-term effects. I could have slipped into oncoming traffic. It was very slippery on the drain cover and the stench as well as the danger. It's a health hazard. Apart from what has happened to me, it's scary how others might fall into the road into oncoming lorry. Now, both Mole Valley District Council and Network Rail have spoken previously of intentions to come to an agreement regarding bridging proofing underneath the bridge with the council pending responsibility on the rail operator. No such measures are yet been effectively put in place, leaving residents at risk and the gory gauntlet when using the busy footpath and crossing located between the town centre and Fetcham. In a statement, the council noted that it continued to fork out for the pavements to be cleaned weekly and slamming Network Rail for inaction in solving the roosting issue. Uh, Network Rail, they said, originally installed pigeon protection in 2014. They're responsible for putting new measures in place to prevent pigeons roosting on the bridge. In response, Network Rail spokesman said, We appreciate this is an ongoing issue and we're working with Mole Valley District Council to provide a long-term solution. Multiple fire units tackled a large blaze near a van hire dealership in Staines on Thursday morning. Emergency services were dispatched to a large industrial building fire in London Road around 3.15 in the morning after fire took hold of the ground floor and roof of the building. A video footage shows the fire near the signature van hire site at 273 to 275 London Road. A spokesman for the Van Haar Centre confirmed the site is currently closed. Surrey Fire and Rescue Service said we received a call this morning around 3am to report a fire in London Road in Staines. Ten fire engines were sent alongside multiple specialist units. They first arrived at the scene around 3.15. A fire bro- had broken out on the ground floor and roof of an industrial building with an approximate radius of 50 metres by 30 metres. Uh, units are currently still at the scene tackling the fire. Uh, Surrey Police is currently working with the Surrey Fire and Rescue Service to establish the circumstances of the fire and any investigation remains ongoing. Now, anyone with information, please call Surrey Police on 101 or alternatively anonymously to Crime Stoppers on 0800 one. A woman is heartbroken after gold jewellery and huge cemental value was stolen from a house in Chertsey. Police have described the victim as desperate after heirlooms were stolen from the property in Escott Place between 11am and 2pm on August the 7th. Stolen items include the victim's mother's 22 karat gold wedding set, a large necklace with floral pattern and matching brooch.
a ring and earrings, and a number of other sets of jewellery. Officers have now released an image of a man they would like to speak to in connection with the incident, and uh, the police say the victim has been left devastated as a result of the burglary, as well as financial loss. The jewellery had a huge amount of sentimental value, and she's broken-hearted at not being able to leave any heirlooms to her family. We're appealing for anyone who recognises the man to come forward. A huge amount of jewellery was taken, and the uh, victim is desperate to get it back. Anyone with information or who has been offered jewellery matching the description for sale is urged to get in touch with the police. If if you'd like to give the police a call, it's 101, or alternatively call Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800 555 one. Residents in Woking have launched an action group to stop the proposed development of Woking Football Club. South Woking Action Group was created approximately two weeks ago following a public meeting hosted by the Ho Valley Neighbourhood Forum and currently has more than 100 members. The newly formed group is fighting against the proposed development, which could see the football stadium's capacity increase from just over 6,000 to 10,000 seats. A new neighbourhood called Cardinal Court would also be built, comprising approximately 1,100 homes. A resident, Andy Caulfield, has described it as a monstrosity of a development and feels the current infrastructure would not be able to cope with the influx of visitors and new residents. An online petition has been set up to stop the proposed development and has already received more than 430 signatures. Planning applications for both the stadium and Cardinal Court will be submitted to Woking Borough Council later this summer and if approved, work will commence in May 2021 and the stadium will take approximately two years to build. Now, a spokesman for Woking Football Club and Gold Dev said, Our various pre-application public consultation events in July were well attended and we received lots of feedback so far. We're in the process of reviewing people's comments and this will help to inform our proposals. Further public consultation will be held later this year once we have finalised our detailed proposals to ensure everyone has a chance to have their say. And that's a look at some of the stories this week in Surrey. This has been Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review with Graham Laycock. And you can hear the Surrey News Review every Friday at 1pm and 7pm on Brooklyn's Radio. And you can keep up to date at the Surrey Advertiser and at Surrey Live. Brooklyn's Radio